back with another episode, episode 8 here, and this is actually one of the episodes that I think is, uh, you know, uh, central to why I started this podcast series in the first place. Um, the person that I'm talking to today, she is a part of Greek life on the campus that she goes to. She's in a sorority. She's a senior. She's also 21. She's a psych major and plans on being a criminal and or child psychologist later down the line in her future. Um, I mean, generally what we ended up talking about was her involvement in sorority life. I actually knew her from my freshman year on. She's a close friend of mine, and I know that it has had a huge impact on her life. So what I wanted to do was get uh, her perspective on it, how it's, you know, played a role in her life, and kind of just get a better idea of, you know, what being a part of, you know, at least for her, what being a part of Greek life did for her and, you know, the role it played in her life. And, you know, other than that, the regular shenanigans of talking. I know this episode's actually kind of late. Um, or Like, it's been a long time since I've posted one. I did episode 7, I think, like, two weeks before recording this one. Um, that's just because the person I was supposed to work with was on a really really tight schedule and then on top of that i was also on a tight schedule you know what happens we're college students we have a lot a lot of things that we're juggling and um, unfortunately i just didn't get time to record with him so um what i did was for now i'm going to be moving on um i recorded this episode with uh the guest that's in the sorority um the next week i'm going to be recording with someone who is actually a part of a fraternity um he will be telling me his perspective on uh greek life and how that's impacted him kind of get uh you know the other genders perspective on it uh given that they are from very different uh backgrounds like their their specific uh association with those uh groups but nonetheless like i'll be getting an idea or you'll be getting an idea from both sides and then after those two episodes are done, I'm going to go back to the person I was supposed to record with last week so I can get his story out. Um, and then I'll, you know, get back into the pace of things, try to get one out a week again. Uh, other than that, uh, what I realized is a lot of these episodes, I can't get them up on the apps as fast as I can get them up on YouTube. Just because as of right now, my um, uploading plan is only like 250 megabytes, which is like given that these podcasts are like an hour long each are only like is only like three episodes so you know slowing down the pace a little bit i want to get all, everything up at the same time on all the different platforms so it's not really a big deal i'm kind of happy about that that it, i'm going to slow it down a little and on top of that like i have a lot of tests that are coming up and you know, i gotta i gotta pass school still so it is what it is um other than that uh, i actually have really exciting news is that uh, my 21st birthday passed on the 26th of October. That's not the exciting news. I, I, you don't need to care about that. But my friends, um, awesome people, I uh, love them. They actually went out of their way and they bought an uh, entire box of customized unmapped uh, t-shirts. They just have the unmapped logo, which you know is everywhere on the website. Um, they have it uh, It's just on the shirt. It's clean. It's a plain white t-shirt just with the logo on it. And what I'm going to be doing is anyone that's on the show, um, you know, tells me or I mean, comes on the show and tells their story, gets it across. I'll be giving them one of the shirts, you know, just to help, you know, brand awareness and like get get the name of this podcast out more. And on top of that, I'll actually just be, you know, um, telling them to help support the show. 
if you've been following the page for a while, you probably know that, uh, you know, being a college student and trying all this stuff isn't the easiest. I don't have any, uh, you know, supporters yet, and I don't have anyone really helping out with that. So if anyone wants to support the show, you can do it that way. And if not, you don't have to just listen to the podcasts and enjoy. Um, for this one in particular, if you know anyone who, you know, is a part of or, you know, is thinking of being a part of uh, sorority life, you know, share the YouTube video, um, get it out there. I think it's some of the stuff that she says in our recording, in our talk. I think it's crucial information to know, especially for those who are, you know, maybe freshmen or sophomores in, in college who, you know, kind of go into it blindly and think it's going to be, you know, all like butterflies and flowers and like beautiful and like fun. I mean, she gives both sides of like the positives and negatives of, you know, her experiences. And I think it's something that could definitely help out people who don't know uh, what to expect. So, uh, yeah, on that note, uh, enjoy uh, our talk. Um, I'm actually a psychology major. Oh, I do know that. Yes. I do know that. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were, were you psych in bio or were you just psych? Um, I was actually originally a... Eight, what I, is that? I was originally a psych pre-med. Okay. And then I dropped the pre-med title to okay. just do psych. Why'd you drop the pre-med title? It wasn't about that. Um, I mean, I think because my entire life I wanted to be someone... I wanted to do psychology and get a PhD, but mm-hmm. then as reality kind of set in I realized like maybe that wasn't the most realistic goal for me so right now it's just a BS in psych and we're gonna see how that goes BS in psych. when yeah. did you decide to go into psychology mm, I've n- pretty much known that I wanted to do psychology for the majority of my life because it was never anything really I mean the only other thing option I had was being a marine biologist and then I realized I'm I can't marine swim marine biologist I, lo- oh, I can't swim either yeah hey. <laughs> like the- <laughs> Like, I realized I was so unrealistic because I can't swim, and I yeah. still do not know how to swim. Me neither. But I think... It's a skill. We need to learn how to yeah, swim. Yeah, yeah, Like, I really want to work with animals, but mm-hmm. then I realized that maybe that, like, it's not attainable, mm-hmm. and then I realized that my, I have a lot of interest in people, mm-hmm. and especially in, like, children and criminals. Okay. So that's where I kind of want Children to and criminals. They're about the same thing. <laughs> They're complete, very extreme things, but... No, but I think, I think, if you can... Because I have a little sister who's five yes. now. And if you look at, like, the mental processes of a five-year-old, mm-hmm. and you also look at, like, the mental process of a, of a criminal, right. like, a child will do the same thing where they're trying to kind of cover their tracks if they do something right. wrong. Right, And, like, you trying to figure out their mental process. Yeah. So, same, I think the same, same. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the reason why, well, I mean, because, like, one, I'm someone who really loves crime. Mm-hmm. So, like, like my favorite TV show is Law & Order SVU. Like, I've always found, as corny and as lame as that sound, I've always found myself, like, kind of... Um, drawn to that area mm-hmm. and with kids it's just because like they're so unpredictable and like right. they say the darnest things they do the darnest the darnest things, things. <laughs> yeah they really do um, no also, I know my sister she, she does that all the right. time like I mean given that I was what 18 17, 17 how do I not know how old I was I was I was whatever senior in high school when my sister was born like mm-hmm. my sister's a lot younger than me mm-hmm. um, like I've seen her like go from a, literally a fetus to like mm-hmm. being a capable toddler right and like I've seen her like you know adapt to like learning things and like figuring right. out right from wrong and it's really really interesting seeing a brain develop and like see you know how it uh, establishes a baseline of you know what they see as right or wrong and like how yeah. to make decisions and such like it really intrigues me how some kids can be shaped and mold to be like fantastic people and then mm-hmm. there are some kids who turn out to be like assholes yeah and like yeah. you know that has always been something i mean that... it's a big debate in right. psychology it's nature yeah, yeah, versus yeah. nurture 
And that's why, like, I feel like that's something that will always be debated. So mm-hmm. there's always going to be something to do in that area. Which side are you on? Nature or nurture? Um, I honestly feel like it's a little bit of both. Okay, that like, makes sense. you know, I don't think it's either one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Being someone, like, I guess, also like, the another reason is also because, like, me being the youngest, but I also was not allowed to be the youngest mm-hmm. because of things that happened in my life. I had to grow up really fast. Right. So, like, that part of the nurture part mm-hmm. kind of made me the person I am today mm-hmm. but I also feel like there are a lot of things that were like kind of pre-di- pre-disposition, predisposition yeah. right and which also be, like shaped me to be the person right. I am today. I mean that makes that makes sense because there's uh, I always think about this when I'm stressed out is that like I, I always tried to not you, you know me since freshman year like right. I try my best not to be stressed yes I try to go with you know the flow as much right. as I like physically can but mentally I will always be stressed and Last summer, I went back, went back home. Um, my parents moved recently, mm-hmm. so they've been having, like, a lot of financial trouble. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're, like, always stressed. But, like, mm-hmm. even before, like, I started just thinking about it and, like, thinking about, like, my dad. My dad is, like, constantly in a straight state of anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. he's stressed for no reason every single day. Right. And I realized, like, no matter how hard I try, it's, like, I always have, like, that little bit of me that's, like, gonna be stressed because, like, that's just how, you know, I turned out to be that's right so my right. genetic coding is like that yeah yeah i completely agree i feel the same way like my mom is like like your like your dad mm-hmm. and like 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 how i am as a person i'm always worrying about something yeah. i always feel like there's something that has to be done not, like my to-do list is never complete like <laughs> i can cross out a million things but i can also add on right, another, a million another things, another yeah. things right? that's exactly how it should be yeah so when did you originally want to get into marine biology then i mean that was like kind of like a like an eight-year-old's dream. Oh, okay, okay. Like one of those things where yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I want to be like, it's like when the kids, like, you know. They ask you in like, like third grade. Right, and they're like, oh, I want to be president of the United States. But for me, it was like, There's I want to be There's always one kid that said that. Yeah, like for me, it was, I wanted to be a marine biologist. That's pretty specific, pretty specific, though. I don't know why. I think maybe because, like, I had some, like, weird drawn to, like, dolphins and whales and things like that. So I wanted to, like, study them and kind of get to know, because I knew that they were very smart animals. Yeah. But... I mean, the reality set in that I can't swim, and I probably... And I have a very... F- a big fear of open water. Okay. Like, as I grew up, and I realized, like, you know, that's... No, I have that fear, too. Yeah, it's not... I don't know if it's often. a... It's not a fear of, um, like... I, I don't know how to describe it. It's not a fear of, like, drowning as much for me, because, like, I'll go in... I've gone to water, so, like, mm-hmm. I've gone upstate, um, and we went to Skinny Atlas Lake. Right. And, I mean, it's a huge lake, and mm-hmm. it's, o- like, it's open water, and we went out in a boat, and we just, you know, went swimming and stuff. Yeah. And I went in the water. I wasn't afraid of drowning. I was afraid of just, like, being, like, kind of set out to sea. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, slowly just Like, dying. drifting off. Yeah, just drifting off. Like, that was a weird feeling. Like, my biggest fear is drowning. I have such an irrational fear of drowning. Like, um, in high school, I had to take swim gym, mm-hmm. and so it was mandated that, like, of course, you had to dive off, like, the deep mm-hmm. end and stuff. And so I would literally have anxiety every time we had like our diving test and I would literally like write on my arm like mm-hmm. water is not something to be feared of <laughs> and I would look at it like it's so stupid but I would look at it and be like you were not dying today right and it and no it, it's true because I've, I've had this problem because a bunch of my friends are lifeguards right and every time I'm in water they go just let go just relax yeah you'll yeah, yeah. float I'm like nah like you don't float that's not right. a thing because as soon as I'm in the water and I start drowning, mm-hmm. I'm panicking. Like, I tense up. Like, I don't know, yeah. like, how you can... Like, for you to tell me to relax is a very Isn't easy thing. Working. Yeah. But I cannot do it myself. Yeah. I, um... So, it's been two summers in a row that I've gone upstate. Mm-hmm. And, like, the main thing that we do is, like, since the summer, we go yeah. swimming. So, we go to the pool or we go to the, the lake. lake. Mm-hmm. Um, in the lake, obviously, I can't just jump in without a, right. a life jacket. But yeah. I do jump in with a life jacket. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was really scary. The first time, like... 
I, I think it's more recent that I'm not scared of drowning mm-hmm. because of the fact that I had that experience. Because mm-hmm. the first time I went, there was a point, I remember this, everyone's like, yo, jump in. Like, I was the only one on the boat. And they're like, oh, come on, just, like, jump in. You have a life vest on. Like, you'll be right. fine. And I'm, like, like hanging on to the edge of the boat. And I'm like, no, like, this is literally, like, yeah. I am scared to go in the water. Like, even if I know that this technology, like, a life vest will, like, prevent right, me from drowning. Right. There's still a part of me that was like, like, I won't survive in this yeah i mean i had that experience too like um last summer we went to texas for my one of my sorority's convention Mm -hmm. and so we decided to like hang out with another fraternity like we rented a boat and went to open water Mm -hmm. and then they knew that i couldn't swim so they put a life jacket on me i saw this on on instagram yeah yeah it's like just dive in and i it took me 30 minutes to even get into the water and i didn't even dive i like like, just kind of slowly, like, slowly, like, splashed. Crashed, it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> using my foot, like, slowly dipping. Creeped in. <laughs> right, right. And then, like, when I got in the water, I, like, immediately start flailing. Yeah, And I was like, exactly someone save me. Yeah. And, like, they were like, you need to relax because you have a life jacket on. I was like, I don't care. I'm dying right now. Yeah. Like, I'm going to die today. It's, it's, um, I remember what happened. Like, I, I went in the water, and as soon as you start getting water to, like, neck level, yeah. like, this is it, this is how it you ends. You start panicking. And you start panicking, and then you start swallowing water. Yeah. And then it just gets worse, and you start gasping, and then right. you just start flailing again. I just don't like the idea that I can't touch the bottom. It's like, I don't yeah. know what's underneath me. Yeah. and it makes me feel very unsettled that yeah that bothered that was that's one of the things that i'm still not over right because uh this summer we went like i was fine with jumping in mm-hmm. i put on the life vest i actually di- I dived in the water mm-hmm. which i was like really proud about no right. no lie <laughs> i dived in and like i was in there and i'm just like there could be anything under me and there is everything and anything under me yeah like there's fish there's there's mm-hmm. marine life there's you know death probably yeah it's just everything's there like and i just don't know right i just don't like the idea of uncertainty in like any part of life right. and like that being in open water and so much uncertainty just really freaks me out and okay. scares me. I feel, so I feel much. that. I feel that. Cause um no, this is this is the dumbest. This is the last swimming story I'm gonna say. This is the dumbest one. Is we went tubing too. Mm-hmm. And I since I had that fear, like this is this this is the second time I went. Right. So I was already over the fear of drowning. Mm-hmm. But I was still like in the back of my head. I still had it that like I wasn't like supposed to be in water technically mm-hmm. speaking. Cause like I don't know how to swim. Right. So we're tubing, and the thing is with tubing, I don't know if, if you've ever done it. No, I haven't. Okay, so um, you're basically just holding on to like a uh-huh. big circle, and you're getting pulled by the boat at like okay. 30 to 40 miles per hour. Oh, wow. But it's really fun. It's right. really taxing. It's honestly it's not as fun as it looks. <laughs> like, it's fun at first, but then it gets tiring. Right. But um, I was doing it, and the thing is, like, if you start flipping over, you're supposed to let go immediately. Oh, okay. Because if you flip over, you can't flip back over. Like, right. it's not like a thing where you can recover from. Uh-huh. But dummy, like, back in my head, is like, like, don't let go. You like, gotta hang gonna... on for your dear yeah. life. Yeah. So I hung on, getting pulled at 40 miles per hour oh, on a boat, and just got pulled underwater. And everyone was, like, really, they, they thought I was gonna break my shoulders. Right. Because, like, I got flipped around, and, like, my hands were, like, like above my mm-hmm. head. And I, like, for like a solid 10 15 seconds like i didn't let go mm-hmm. and it wasn't like because i didn't want to let go it's just like i didn't think about it therefore like the the idea i already had that mm-hmm. i might drown if i let go even though i was wearing a life vest took right. over yeah. and i didn't let go for those 10 seconds and then someone yelled I was like yo let go you idiot and i was like oh shit like, I, should I, let go. I mean i don't think i can ever really get over the fear to be honest i feel like i've had too many instances in my life where i mm-hmm. almost drowned to the point where i'm so traumatized now that i like can never get over it I've had so many people try to teach me how to swim, but it just, like... It's I think you need a lot of people in shallow water and just work your way up really slowly. I mean, that's what... That was what high school was like. High school swimming right. was like that. You work in shallow water and you work your way up. And I thought I was actually, like, going to learn. Mm-hmm. And then um, we had a diving test, mm-hmm. and I... Um, Actually, it wasn't diving test. It was just like we were just messing around. Mm-hmm. And so from the shallow end to the deep end, there's, like, a dip. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that there was an actual yeah. dip. So I 
like it goes from line. like zero to hundred really, right it's really so quick. fast and it pulls you in right and i started flipping out and the lifeguard on duty was too busy texting on his phone oh my god so that's what got me because you all i hear is everyone screaming mm-hmm. but the lifeguard isn't reacting and you're you have that like muffled uh yeah noise yeah because yeah. you're underwater yeah that's like i i know exactly what you're saying and like in that moment i was like all right today's the day that i'm gonna die yeah. and then like i see like my like the fish hook like there mm-hmm. was like it's like this big fish hook mm-hmm. that they use in my high school and like I like see Did you it ever coming pass towards out? me. No, I okay, didn't. Okay. But like it felt I mean it probably was only like five, ten seconds, mm-hmm. but in that moment no, no, it I felt like yeah. fifteen minutes. And I saw the fish hook coming and I grabbed onto it to do life and it was, like my swim gym teacher pulled me mm-hmm. out. And like after that I was like, I cannot do this right, today. Right. Like I was like not no The biggest more. thing for me was letting go and understanding that even if I did drown that I mean given like everyone that I know right. in the lifeguard is like if I drown they will save me. Right. Like, they will, like, get me from the water. Uh-huh. And, like, that was one of the biggest things that I, like, understood mm-hmm. as, like, I shouldn't be scared at this point. Like, yes, yeah. it's scary, but, like, I shouldn't be because I know that I will not die. I should probably have that mindset, but I feel like the moment it's I difficult. feel myself... It's difficult. It's right. difficult. It's not an easy thing to do. The moment I feel myself suffocating, it's, like, the end. Like, there's no more. Nothing yeah. else happening. Yeah. Speaking of suffocating, how's your, uh, how's your semester going for classes and such? Um, okay, it's been a... Uh, I think a better semester than past semesters, but it's also my last year, so I'm trying to That's leave it on a good note. I'll leave it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, how, do you think it's difficult, or has it been easier because of the fact that you're so affiliated with, like, all these people in your, you know, like, your uh, sorority, where, like, you guys kind of, like, try to work out hours and, like, help everyone with your schedule? Like, like it's a sisterhood, and it's yes. the same thing for fraternities and brotherhoods. Like, do you mm-hmm. think that has had a big impact on how your, your uh, academia academia has gone? Um, I think if you find the right balance, it's mm-hmm. a very good thing. But if you do not find the right, right balance, it kind of screws you over big time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the taste of both sides being someone who, like when I was... Um, during, like when I was in the process of trying to become a sister, mm-hmm. I like completely forgot about school and it mm-hmm. really screwed me over. But then after like crossing and being a part of my chapter, mm-hmm. I learned the importance of time management and the importance of utilizing everyone's mm-hmm. help. And so now it's not as bad. Okay, this is actually one of the main questions that I wrote down was that um, I've always wondered this because, and, and I've had this discussion with like all the guys in my room, like we've stayed together for, for the four years, like you know us since freshman year mm-hmm. and you know, we're seniors now. Yeah. And we always wondered, it's like there's, you know, that pledging process, right? right? And I, I know you probably can't talk really like mm-hmm. in depth about it or anything, but the general idea is like, do you think like that pledging pledging process is like somewhat unnatural in terms of like building? Because you're trying to build this like this camaraderie type of right. thing where you're trying to build a community and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, I never understood you know the process itself. Like, why would that help you? You know, push you into you mm-hmm. know more of a trusting state of mind. I think I think when people hear about pledging, they kind of think about the scary things. Mm-hmm. They kind of think of like you know all the hazing stories and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but the general gist of I think any any fraternity or sorority's process is kind of not only learning about the chapter itself and their histories, traditions, mm-hmm. things like that. It's also learning about how you are as a person and the type of person you are in all these different scenarios. Um, right. I, I think sometimes it can seem like oh like you're forced into this sisterhood mm-hmm. or brotherhood or like you're forced into being com- like being there for one Mm -hmm. another but like in my experience um being in the process with my five other like pledge sisters Mm -hmm. or line sisters they it really shaped me to be the like 
be a better person mm -hmm. and kind of it helped me realize the strength that I have. Right. And that I'm like, like you guys, like, you know, it's you, same, same idea. Right. Like you guys are, you guys have been roommates or like friends for four mm -hmm. years now. And like you guys can depend on each other mm -hmm. when you guys, when you're in a class that's going through the same process, right. you have to depend on each other. Yeah. And that's, it's like the same scenario, but I guess a little bit different. Right. Do you think, so do you think it's more common for those who, you know, maybe can't find the right people? Cause like our room got really lucky with, you know, the people right. that we were put into a living situation. Mm -hmm. It was all random. None of us knew each other mm -hmm. and it happened to pan out that all of us like would like each other or we're in the same like state of mind. Do you think it's more common for those who, you know, couldn't find that and um, like couldn't find people that would support them to, you know, go out of their way to find, you know, somewhere where they would, you know, fit in. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I, like I know you you come from you came from a high school that had a lot of people right. Um, it's not like you didn't have friends. Mm -hmm. You knew people that were here, mm -hmm. and I mean you knew us, and, right? And, yeah, like all that. But like at the same time, you made that decision to mm -hmm. transfer over into like being part of uh, Greek life. Yeah, um, I think it's common for anyone who like if they come to college and they don't like have kind of like mm -hmm. their a backbone or like a support team. Like you guys, like you said, you guys got very lucky with mm -hmm. your room selection. But if you aren't someone who isn't so lucky. Like, definitely, most people, from what I've seen, like, you would resort to trying to find your place in, on campus. So mm -hmm. it's, like, whether it's through a club or, or an organization or just something else. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it really depends for everyone. I think Greek life isn't for everyone. Right. Um, me, personally, I came into college very, not against it, but I would Yeah, not... I remember freshman year. Like, you weren't, you weren't, like, you weren't against it, but you were definitely neutral. Right. it's, like... Uh, like I guess it doesn't really like you didn't really know. But. Yeah, like I had people in my life that joined Greek Life. Like they're they're older than me that had joined Greek mm -hmm. Life, and they would tell me about it. You'd like, see the change in them. Yeah, yeah, and like I mean, some of them changed for good, some of them changed for worse. Right. But I came into college kind of very like indifferent about it. Mm -hmm. Like kind of like oh, like if I decide to go out and meet these girls, then fine. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't like def. I definitely wasn't one of those people that was like I'm coming into college. I'm definitely joining a sorority. Right. And so when the f like, to this day, when I think back on it, it still kind of surprises me that I'm in a sorority because it's not, like, my You think it's typical. out of character a little? Yeah, a little bit. Because I'm I'm the type of girl who hangs out with, like, guys mostly. It's yeah. very hard for me to relate with girls. Mm -hmm. I don't like dealing with girl drama, like, things like, you know, catty, <laughs> things like that. I mean, like, when I'm, like, like when I used to be in your suite, like, it, like it's all... It's all, all you, guys. Yeah, right. It's all you guys. And, like, I feel more comfortable, like, yeah. yeah, like, around guys because there's not, none of that, like, There's no drama. There's right. no drama. Like, if you guys have an issue with each other, you just say it out loud. Tell it to each other's right? face. Right, like, no one's passive. Yeah. But, like... No, we've had... All right, well, I'm really quick. I want to go into the story <laughs> Um, so the girls' room, the girls who live in yes. West F, um, they've also been sweetmates for four years other than two who joined later mm -hmm. on. But, like, they have this problem all the time where no one cleans the dishes in their kitchen. Right. Right? And the thing is, like, they've had this conversation with us because our kitchen, you, I don't know if you saw our kitchen when mm -hmm. you walked in, but it's relatively clean. Mm -hmm. um, everything's where it should be, and it's, like, like you can get to uh, get to whatever you want at any time. Um, whereas them, it's, like, their, their dishes aren't done or, like, the sink is clogged. And it's, like, they, they'll tell us, like, how they're trying to approach it, and it's mm -hmm. always so, like, passive like right. they won't they won't and i don't want to like make it stereotypical or like you know mm -hmm. generalize the gender like that but mm -hmm. like they're like from anecdotes of like what i've seen from their room like they don't tell each other to their face no they don't or like like they just you know try to kind of beat around the bush and like right. get it to get done without her like quote unquote hurting someone's feelings right 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 like i think with girls like at least from my experience with the girls I have in my life, like, they, no one likes to tell each other things straight to their face, mm -hmm. like, cause, you know, everyone's worried about, like, oh, she might, like, her feelings might get hurt, mm -hmm. she might think I'm a bitch, like, you know, things like that, like, I feel like with guys, like, if you guys have a problem with each other, you just say, say it up it to each other's like, face. If, if someone in your suite wasn't cleaning the dishes, you'd be like, hey, no, like, I've done that many times, like, your, your dishes are in the sink, like, yeah. wash your fucking dishes, why do you think that's more of a common occurrence, 
I don't. I think because like, I well. Do you think it's because it's just because that's not not a question you can really generalize. I mean, that's like very very, like that's that's a this is a problematic question. And right, like, right. I'm if you can hear me talking, like I'm trying my best not to to say it in a way mm-hmm. where I offend anyone. Here. Yeah, yeah. That's the last thing I want to do. Um, I think it's really easy to do that nowadays. I think it's because society has trained males to not talk about their feelings, so you're not as worried, mm-hmm. right, about like each other's feelings, mm-hmm. so to speak. But like with girls, like we're our norm is our emotions. Like, mm-hmm. That's all. Like like when you think of a girl, it's like oh like no, it's true. It's all about emotions. Like oh, she on her period. Like oh, why is she so sad? Oh, like, you know, <laughs> like you know things like that. So I feel like because of that, when girls have issues with each other, they, they don't tell each other. Fuck. Yeah, because because girls, because me and um, uh, someone had talked about this where it's like, girls are a lot harsher to other girls than yes. they are to anyone else. Yes. They but at the same time they're also nicer to other girls than they are to anyone else. Right. And like. The, the thing when it comes to like nicer like if you've ever seen an Instagram post and it's like a girl and she posted something and it's like new and it's like cool it's a good pic it's like there's always another friend that'll be like oh like you slay me like right. you're killing it and yeah. it's like they'll always have that comment whereas a guy if you see, if you see a guy comment on a guy post like oh you look like a faggot you look like stupid yeah. you know what I mean yeah, right, right. and it's like there's always like that that's difference has mm-hmm. always been there I've always seen that mm-hmm. and at the same time like like you said before like girls will be harsher to each other behind each other's back yeah like you, I've heard like the like a girl say the meanest things about another girl mm-hmm. to to like the like the person she's ranting to, but in front of this other girl's face, she'll act completely mm-hmm. nice and completely friendly and be like, "Oh my god, let's go get lunch, let's go catch up." Mm-hmm. And it always baffles me, which is why like yeah. I like hang out with guys more yeah, because yeah. like I would I don't understand why anyone would like want to waste their time mm-hmm. doing that because like. You should just be upfront, like right. you know. If you don't want this person in your life, just don't have them. Just in don't your have life. them in your life. Like it just makes your it makes your own life a lot easier. A lot easier. easier. I don't. I don't yeah. know. Some people are just they don't make sense. No. It doesn't. So okay. So you have so sorority life. You have a bunch of girls together now, mm-hmm. and you're all sisters, yes. right? So there has to be drama. Oh, there's always drama. <laughs> <laughs> there's always drama. Um, whether it's something as minor as like, oh, someone didn't, someone came late to this event, or mm-hmm. something as big as like, oh, someone said this about someone else. Mm-hmm. I think. I think, like, people like to think, like, you know, fraternities and stories don't have drama. Like, no, I but know. I mean, if you ever put two people in any situation, there's right. a, it's inevitable that they're going to have a conflict of interest. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, when you have, like, let's say, like, an active house of, like, 50 girls, like, mm-hmm. there's no way that, like, I mean, if you guys are able to have an active house of, like, mm-hmm. 58 girls and, like, no one can butt heads, everyone's mm-hmm. friendly, then, like, by all means, like, props to you. Right. But, like, from what I've seen, there will always be at least two people that do not get along. Right. And that's just how life is. Mm-hmm. But you just have to learn to navigate through that and not... Not let it, not yeah. let it, like, destroy the, the, right. the entire base that it's built upon. Right, right. Because, like, the common goal that we always tell each other is that, like, if there's an issue, do Gotta not forget that you guys are all... You guys all, like, you know pledge for the same mm-hmm. sorority right? right you guys are all wearing the same letters mm-hmm. and you guys are all here for the same reason so don't let that take away from your experience of greek life right. because then it ruins it for yourself right to quote high school musical we're all in this together yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> you want to avoid that one but I was like, uh, no. it's literally like that like <laughs> as lame as that sounds okay so another thing is so you're part of a sorority that is i'd say if not majority almost 100 percent uh asian yes um and uh i mean Given that you are, you know, from an Asian background, mm-hmm. like, do you think that it has a huge impact on the way, like, the the kind of functioning of the, the people within the sorority is? Do you think it'd be easier or more difficult to, to be in a part of a Greek life um, where everyone was, you know, from the same background? Mm, I mean, I think it's a very subtle thing, but it definitely, it's a subtle 
thing that kind of helps the sorority, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right now my like my personal active house is not completely Asian, right. but the majority of us majority. are. Um, but like my sorority itself is like other chapters that I have are like they're very diverse mm-hmm. in their chapters. I think the reason, like one of the reasons why our particular chapter isn't like that, due, is due to the demographic on this campus. Right. That you know we just don't aren't exposed to that many um, other like races, and in addition, like those particular races might find themselves drawn to their own races, like fraternity sorority. It's like a self fulfilling prophecy where it's like right. it's already this group of people and it's just building upon itself. Right. And right. because of the campus, like it's difficult for outside, tech, quote unquote, outsiders yeah. to kind of join in. Right. But I mean, uh. I think it's very common where people that are from the same ethnicity, like mm-hmm. ethnic background, like me being someone who's Bengali, like, I, 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 I've gotten jobs just because I'm Bengali. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just, like, there's an unspoken understanding of, like, oh, like, I, I get what you're from, you know, like, your background. And I think that definitely may have had an impact on, like, uh, the functioning of your group. I think when you're from the same background, you kind of have the same struggles. Mm-hmm. You kind of understand, like, what you guys are going through. Like, as... A chapter that's like majority of us are Asian we often like struggle with the fact that like we're like the quote-unquote model minority mm-hmm. and like we understand each other's feelings when like we get in a, an 80 on a test right. and like as stereotypical as it sounds like and not be happy about yeah, that yeah, yeah. and like cry about it to each other mm-hmm. that like oh man like I didn't get the hundred I wanted or yeah. I didn't get the A yeah, that sounds like a room yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's subtle things but it's definitely there mm-hmm. but like no one will point it out Right. You know, because then it's like, it's like something that's kind of unspoken. It's thing. unspoken, yeah. Right. So you said you have other, there are other chapters of your, your sorority that mm-hmm. are more diverse. Yes. Uh, have a probably larger population. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you think that you've seen a difference in like their, like kind of function, not functioning, but like just the way that they're, they kind of work together. Or, like, you know, think the way things go versus uh, your chapter here. I think maybe for the other chapters that are more diverse, they have a lot like they have different like events Mm -hmm. or workshops because they have like different they have like different minds of different Mm -hmm. backgrounds coming together to like have all these events or like ideas for the for the chapter to grow but i think for my own particular chapter because we are all from the same like um background like most of us are Mm -hmm. like the events and things that we gear towards are things that we personally struggle with right so we feel more like drawn to like want to work right right that makes sense that makes sense yeah Okay, so this is the last question that's sorority based because like I actually mm-hmm. covered almost everything here. But like, um, do you, do you think you regret your decision? Probably, probably not. But like, I mean, I have to ask. Like, no, I mean that's fine. I mean, to be completely honest, there are days where you feel like you regret it. Mm-hmm. I won't lie. There was an instance in my time as a sister where I was like, I was kind of like, oh, I'm so done with this shit. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to deal with it anymore. Like, I wanted to, like, drop my letters and, mm-hmm. like, you know, go, like, the extreme route would be, like, to drop your letters and, like, become completely drop dissociated. Your, oh, drop your letters. Okay, right. Okay. Like, where you become, dis- like, completely dissociated with, mm-hmm. like, the organization itself. I think everyone has those times and everyone has those days. Some, I guess, more extreme than others because mm-hmm. I have known sisters that have disassociated mm-hmm. themselves from our organization. But in Do those... Do you know anyone that has ever done that? Um... I have, I not personally, but like I but know like, people. You know stories of right, right. I've heard stories of people who have like dissociated mm-hmm. and like they had their own. Like you know, we I don't know the particular reasons mm-hmm. why they have, but I'm sure they had their own personal reasons for like why they wanted mm-hmm. to. Um, but for myself personally, there has been, of course, there has been moments where I felt that way and I was very frustrated and didn't want to deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. And but in those moments, what I I generally do is I reach out to my non-Greek friends. Mm-hmm. 
because I think when you're in Greek life, it's important for you to have people who are not in Greek life. Right. Because get third person perspective right. on things. Otherwise, you'll never find that balance in your life because you you spend so much of your time mm-hmm. like in Greek life. I'm also someone who's very active in mm-hmm. my Greek life, and I mean there are people. What who role are you in, in it now? Well, I remember you were going to be. I don't know if president is the right well, term, so, but like... Well, so, I mean, well, last semester I, I held the EBO position. Mm-hmm. This semester, I, I'm not holding an EBO position, but I recently held a position that was important. Mm-hmm. Like, important enough. I don't know if I can, like... If I say it, I don't know if I'll give my identity away. No, you just keep going. Okay, but... <laughs> but, like, the position I recently... Like, my, the chair that I hold this semester mm-hmm. is a chair that's important for... Um, in terms of the national end. Mm-hmm. So... It was something that was like very time consuming. Okay. A lot of the yeah, I've seen you at the library and you're just working. I'll be like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, class? I've been like, be, like on working stuff. Stuff for right. You. I pu- I purposely pu- I always put myself into like kind of more ambitious positions mm-hmm. because I want to make my mark in my chapter. Right. But at the same time, I will also get stressed out from those positions or from like. Things it's like, that's is this even on. worth it? Sometimes. Right. Right. Sometimes I'll be like, oh man, like did, why did I put my, like why right. did I decide to be ambitious? Like why did I decide to hold the position mm-hmm. when like I should be worrying about maybe like ten other things? Yeah, like school. Right. Right. Because like, I mean, that's another constant struggle that you're dealing with yes, at the same time. Because you're here for school, you're not yeah. here for anything else. But sometimes the line gets hazy, mm-hmm. like between am I like am I I should be spending more time in school, but I'm also spending a lot more time here. Right. Right. I think. For anyone who wants to join Greek life, I think it's a very it's a decision that you cannot make on a whim, mm-hmm. and it's also a decision that you have to make completely on your own. Right. Because I've known people that have gotten like pushed into it a little right, bit. Right. Like they were influenced by someone else, or they were influenced by someone saying like, "Oh, if you decide to join Greek life, I'll be your big brother, mm-hmm. or I'll be your big sister." Oh, it's like you get enticed by that. You right. Know, right. That you, you're like, "Oh man, like I want you to be like yeah. this mentor in my life." Yeah, so yeah. you enter it, and then you realize that you like absolutely hate it. Yeah. Like you find nothing in common with these group of people, or you can't find yourself getting along mm-hmm. with them, or like. Like, it's just not the right thing mm-hmm. for you. And, like, as someone who has gone through those moments where it's like, oh, I really regret it, mm-hmm. but then be able to bounce back. After those moments, when I bounce back, I kind of appreciate it more yeah. because it's like, I kind of remind myself. Like, like I have this. Right. Know? Like, there was a reason why I decided yeah. to do it. And but what was the reason that you decided? So what do you think the turning point was in your decision making to, like, finally, you know, decide that you wanted to, to start this, like, this kind of change in your mm-hmm. life? Um, I think it might have been because I've never, like, one, because I've never had, a lot, like, um, a lot of girl support in my life, mm-hmm. um, and I'm someone who, like, is all about, like, you know, like, feminism and all those things, but mm-hmm. I'm, but at the same time, I'm someone who doesn't hang out with a lot of girls in mm-hmm. my life. Um, I think, like, the, the draw of sisterhood is definitely there. Mm-hmm. Like, when you see these group of girls, like, all together, all, mm-hmm. like, knit tight, and mm-hmm. they're all, like, laughing, and, like, they eat together, they study together. Right, right. You want to be a part of that. You want to have, like, that kind of group to go to. But I, I think... Mean, that's that's how our group... Like, I, I don't want to... I, I hate talking about our group all the time. No, but, like, it's fine. The thing is, like, like I, I can see what... Like, a lot of people love hanging out with yes. us. And it's, like, I understand... Like, like, it's hard to get that many people together and, yes. like, just all having a good time. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a lot of people don't have that. And if you can find that... Right. And you fit in, like, you you know, you want that to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, like, you're, like, your suite is kind of, like, in itself, like, an own version of a fraternity. Yeah, because you and have, I think that's a big reason why none of us ever got enticed by it. Right, because you have that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Camaraderie. Camaraderie. I know, I like that word, that's why I use it a lot. Yeah, and you have that, like, <laughs> I guess, like, in your own way, your brotherhood. Yeah, um, but like, I mean, that's a big part of uh, a lot of the podcasts that I listen to uh, through Joe Rogan. I mean, a lot of people that are there. They talk about people who are states in states of depression or, mm-hmm. or upset or like genuinely like just don't like the way things are going. Mm-hmm. And a big factor in that is a lot of times those people don't have 
other people. They don't right. have friends. They don't have people to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, without that, like if you become isolated, mm-hmm. and as soon as you're isolated, you start, you know, losing kind of like your mental stability in a mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in having being in a sorority helps not only like my own like physical state and all that thing but it more than anything it it helps my mental state mm-hmm. although at times it does make it worse right but as a whole it makes it makes it better it makes college a little easier for me mm-hmm. because i have these Those girls people. right like i have people always by my side like if it's not like my, the majority of my chapter at the very least i'll always have like mm-hmm. my pledge class because we went through everything together okay and we have that sense of camaraderie with each other yeah that makes sense that makes yeah. a lot of sense so yeah I, honestly like i expected a lot of those answers yeah i mean like, it's very I mean, no, it, it is but like i mean that makes sense and it, it is realistic right. and it's a decision that you made and something that has impacted your life mm-hmm. and i just like wanted to get you know your perspective because mm-hmm. i can only assume no like, yeah. i don't know it's not you know me i haven't been put into that position right so, i mean you know questions that i wanted to know i mean like i don't want to make I know right now, like, I've said a lot of positive things, mm-hmm. but by no means is Greek life in any form, like, always, like, like rainbows and yeah. butterflies. There are all, you will always have bumps. You will always have moments where, like, things are not going mm-hmm. right, and you're kind of like, what the fuck is going yeah. on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I feel like that happens with anything in life, like, whether yeah. it's your job or another club that you join, but Greek life is just sometimes, I guess, a little more extreme mm-hmm. in those areas. So, which is why, like I said, like, if you decide to go into Greek life, it's something that you really have to think about. Yeah. And I mean that's that's the reason why I wanted you as one of these one of the people mm-hmm. that's on you know this podcast is mm-hmm. like the point of this is like to, to get you know word of like people who like made these big decisions that right. changed you know aspects of their life because this completely changed like your entire college yes. career yes it did it it kind of took over like, mm-hmm. I mean it became your priority right it's right next to school it was the sorority like, like, yeah and that's a big thing that like a lot of people don't like think about especially if you're a freshman if you're mm-hmm. a freshman you don't know what you're doing right you know like we're seniors now and we still barely know what we're doing but now we acknowledge that we like trying we're trying to figure right. it out. When you're a freshman, you're lost. Like, you are literally still a child. I think a lot of, like, freshmen that come into, like, college, they have this misconception about, like, Greek life. They think, like, oh, like, you, all you guys do is, like, party and, like, mm-hmm. chill out with each other. But, like, there's a lot of background work that goes yeah, with yeah. you guys. Like, you, you're going to hold your events. You're going to hold your workshops. There's a lot of, like, professionalism mm-hmm. and philanthropic things that you mm-hmm. do that most people do not see until they get into it. They don't think about it. it. Right. And then they're like, oh, crap, I didn't realize, like, it's... Like, like I have, like, this is a job. This yeah, is a like, part-time job. Yeah, like, duties that I have to do. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to throw it back now to your major and stuff mm-hmm. um, to, like, wrap it up. Is um, So what do you want to do with a psychology degree? Um, so you said working with children and criminals, mm-hmm. right? So, like, that's kind of vague. But, like, so, like, after your undergraduate, what do you, what do you think your, your next uh, goal is going to be? Um, so, I'm, this is actually something that I've been, like, thinking about every day. Oh, yeah, obviously, you're a senior. Yeah. You're just, like, any other senior. Yeah, I mean, I'm planning to definitely go to graduate school. I just really? haven't decided whether I want to take a gap year before I go. Mm-hmm. Because, unfortunately, my resume is very lacking in experience right mm-hmm. now in my particular field, like, my particular major. Mm-hmm. I have not done any research. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's, like, a big no-no in psychology. Like, you have to do research. Yeah. You have to do, like, internships. Um, but I've been putting like my job f- like first in front of instead of all these other things that I should mm-hmm. be doing to boost my resume for that. Um, what but, job? Uh, I work at like a prep school. Oh, okay, okay. Right. I mean, you need money. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think after like going to grad school, I the, my main interest is like you like like we talked about earlier, like the developing mind of, of children? children, yeah, okay. or or criminals because it just re- intrigues me how someone like a criminal can be so different from the normal population. Mm-hmm. And I know it's because, like, you know, there's a lot of research, like, oh, because they lack empathy, things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, is it really just all that? Right. Like, I feel like there has to be something bigger than this. 
I mean, no, I love, I, I will go into this topic forever because it's not like for me, I guess psychology, but like more on, because I've taken a lot of philosophy courses mm-hmm. and you know, like I talk about philosophy yeah. like a lot and I talk about it on this podcast a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's just something I really like is um philosophy may be dumb at times and it's like a feedback loop and it constantly kind of says the same things over and mm-hmm, over again. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing that I really like about it is that it puts you in this like questioning uh, state of mind. Mm-hmm. So you kind of try to think of things from another person's perspective. Right. The biggest thing is trying to understand subjectivity. Mm-hmm. Um, in our like life, in our world, like everything is a, an approximate objectivity. So everything that te- is the truth is mm-hmm. a general approximation of all the people around us. Mm-hmm. And we try to get an idea of you know, what the true truth is right. by like general like, majority vote. And I mean, that's how every system works. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, like, there's always going to be an outlier. And the thing is, like, I feel like today um, there's more and more outliers, especially right. because of media. Like, you get to see all of these different type of people, different types of people doing, like, things wrong. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, like it just stands out every time. Like, anytime, like, um, uh, a crime occurs against, um, uh, what am I thinking? But any, anything that occurs on the spectrum of Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. like, you'll see it on the media immediately. Yeah. But the thing is, like, that stat is also skewed, and, like, a lot of people don't get that, like, you know, uh, uh, that aspect of the story. Mm-hmm. It's, like, every everything that occurs, there's multiple sides to it. There's, you know, a, a, you have to try to understand the situation from every aspect. And psychology is definitely something that I feel as though, like, you can, you're trying to kind of figure out all sides of a cube. Right. Like, in no ways do I mean, like, I, I want to, like, in no ways do I mean, like, oh, like, we should, like, I guess, like, quote-unquote, give these criminals, like, a second chance mm-hmm. or anything like that, because, I'm, I'm, you know, they've done horrendous things, but... Why? Just, right. Just... It's intriguing to learn why, because I feel like once you learn why, you then you're a able... Idea. Right. You can help those people, or at least avoid I mean, those yeah, issues when it does come up. Yeah, that's a big problem that uh, the U.S. has, is incarceration rates. Is, right. Is that our, our main focus in our uh, criminal system is more for... More leaned towards incarceration and uh, arresting people, mm-hmm. jail time, Versus rehabilitation mm-hmm. and like helping them and try to figure out what the problem is before it even occurs, um, and I, I don't know I I feel as though like that's such a large scale problem I don't know how you'd like start fixing that but you know people like you that go into right. that position like I feel like it's just like putting a band aid over a wound yeah so, like, it's not gonna actually fix the wound because mm-hmm. right? once you take it off it's still there the yeah, scar yeah. is still there and I feel like that's probably like the main reason why I went to psychologists because like there are a lot of things that like I feel like could be fixed mm-hmm. if you just kind of took the time to understand people a little bit more. Right, right. Like, whether it's, like, criminals or, like, even children, just, like, sometimes I feel like we don't give children enough credit because mm-hmm. they're kids, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, they don't know what they're doing, but, like, sometimes there is th- a lot of things we can learn from them, mm-hmm. and because we don't... We I mean, uh, there's this uh, one quote, and I quote Rogan all the time, but there's <laughs> this one quote. He, um, he said that he started changing as soon as he had a child mm-hmm. because he stopped looking at adults as people like as adults yeah he started looking at them as like little kids that right are just in adult bodies yeah, yeah, yeah and like i really took that to heart especially because again i have a little sister mm-hmm. so like i like realized like every single thing that has happened in that person's life has mm-hmm. molded them to become who they are mm-hmm. it's it's they can try their best to change and like we're saying with like uh, the stress and anxiety thing yeah. of like genetic predisposition mm-hmm. it's like a person can try their best but they won't be able to change until they can truly understand and think about the things they do before they do them which mm-hmm. is not something that's very easy to right. do like, I feel like with kids, like I like one of the one of the other things that like intrigued me about them is like one of the biggest things I've learned from working with kids and being mm-hmm. around kids is that not everything is serious in life. Like nothing, not everything is a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. Like when I see kids like 
like if like let's say like a kid like does something wrong, mm-hmm. like my immediate instinct is to lecture them mm-hmm. and be like, oh, you messed up, yeah, you yeah, did this yeah. wrong, right? But then I kind of realized like maybe to them it's not wrong because of so and so other factors, yeah, yeah. right? Like maybe it was an accident, maybe to them right. it's like their own effect. That's way. that's a hundred percent what I started doing is uh. At first, whenever my sister do something wrong, I was like, you can't do that. And the thing is, she would consistently argue with me. Yes. Because she's like, she thinks she's doing something right. right. So what I started doing instead is I'd question everything. Right. I'd keep asking why or mm-hmm. how or what. And she'd just eventually get confused. Couldn't support, because she's a four-year-old mm-hmm. or five-year-old. She can't support her argument. Mm-hmm. So she'll be like, oh, I guess that didn't make sense. And right. like by me questioning her, she was able to find that answer herself mm-hmm. instead of me trying to push an answer onto her. And then she's just like, oh, like no, like I don't want to listen to you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's just a lot of things you can learn from other, like, people from, like, different spectrums, like, mm-hmm. being a criminal or being a child, because as we grow up, we kind of forget about things that, like, we embraced as kids, and right. as we become adults, we kind of focus too much on, like, having a future, being successful, all those things, and right. forgetting that there's so much more to life mm-hmm. than what what society says we have to obtain. Yeah. This is another quote. I've said this before, too, um, is that a lot of people, humans uh, in particular, like, uh, those who are, you know, going into the workforce, like you're saying, people who are getting uh, tied up in, like, making money, living, mm-hmm. um, they're forgetting the being in human being. And I love right. I love saying that. It's just yeah. like, and, and again, like, going back to, like, the philosophy stuff, it's like, people don't have, like, the luxury or the, the time or the leisure to, to think about things like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's it's an important aspect of life to, like, really just sit back and think sometimes. Yeah, a lot of us just kind of live to live. Yeah. Like, we don't actually... Just keep going. Right. We don't actually enjoy the experience. We don't actually, like, if, like I feel like... A lot of us, like, if we look back, like, when we're 80, we're going to be like, what the fuck did we do in yeah, our lives? Yeah, exactly. And like, that's why, like, I, I, I don't want... That's the last thing I want is that uh, a feeling of regret at any point in my life. And um, the reason I'm picking up my phone is I want to find this quote. No, it's, it's like, I you don't want to look back and be like, all I did was work a 9 okay. to 5 in a cubicle. And yeah, did exactly. Exactly. Life, you know I mean? I d- never regret. Um, so one of the quotes that I posted today on my Instagram was, uh, identify your problems, but give your power and energy to solutions. Mm-hmm. It's a Tony Robbins quote. And I love Tony Robbins because, like, he's... as like... As, like Dumb as it may sound, and like how a lot of people aren't like really advocates of you know, motivational speakers. Tony Robbins is someone who puts a science behind motivational speaking. Like mm-hmm. he, he like really like can identify the problems and and justify like what to fix. Like he understands that, and it's a thing that a lot of people can't do. Is is you can identify a problem at any time. So like I've always had issues, and like I can I can figure it out what it is, and like I can get mad at it, I can get upset about it, but like actually just figuring out and then finding the solution that's the hard part is, yeah is you know trying to understand the why and like what you can do about it i mean i think the quote is very true because we spend the majority of our time and our energy just focused on the problem yeah and dwelling on like what how it makes us upset why yeah. it makes us upset yeah. instead of taking that time and energy being proactive be like, right and be like well instead of me sitting here moping about yeah, it yeah yeah you try to do something about it and fix I, it i do that constantly for my math class i have a math test next tuesday and I'm six lectures behind. Oh, no. And I'm just, I was just constantly, I'm like, man, I should have learned. And, like, I'm just like, right. damn, like, I messed up. But, like, this week especially, like, I, I've like I, I've been, like, trying again to, like, I always try to force myself to mm-hmm. be in a good attitude because I, like, you know, I do the thing where it's, like, I tell myself things I should be happy about and all that stuff. And it's, like, mm-hmm. as cliche as it sounds, like, it helps a lot. Right. If you wake up every single morning, you're, like, I'm grateful for all this stuff and, like, mm-hmm. I can do this. And you tell yourself, like, you can do it these things. It makes you feel better. It, yeah, it pushes you forward. It's, mm-hmm. Your mentality kind of projects what you want to become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which is really important. I've been doing that again this week. And, like, um, I have, what, four, five, six, I think, like, six days, seven mm-hmm. days? Yeah, it's a week from today. You could take uh, every day. You can have a lecture. You yeah. So what I what I did yeah. was I pulled out my my notepad and I wrote down. It's like I need to do these lectures every mm-hmm. single day. Put a pl- plan of action behind what I need to do. Yeah. And I'm be like, I need to do this, and that's it. 
See, that's why you have a great mentality of life. I, I guess. But then, then there are other days where I bug out and I hate everything. I mean, it's, it's a learning process <laughs> it in is college. A learning, it is a learning process. A, that's the only way it prepares you for the real world, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. That's how it is. And I, I really think that living on campus is one of one of the most important things that a person could do. It's I think it's a very good middle ground to learn how to be a, an adult, but at the same time not be an adult. It gives you a taste of independence. Is, yeah, because someone else degree. is paying for it, but you're living it. <laughs> yeah. True. I mean, it's like you're home away from home. Yeah, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not looking forward to going back home. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna suck. But yeah, on that note, uh, thank you for being here. No problem. Thank um, you for having me. See, I don't know why you were worrying about having conversation. <laughs> Forty-two minutes, not an issue. So I don't know. I'm so awkward sometimes. You nah, know. You're fine. You're fine. All right, peace out, guys. Thanks for listening.